here and able to join us. Um, we're going to wait a few minutes before we jump in and, and get started on the, the presentation. Um, I'm really excited to be joined by both Nat and Dylan today um, from our friends over at Olive Street Design. Nat and Dylan, you guys want to just quickly introduce yourselves and say hello? Yeah, Nat Rosasco, uh, Principal and Creative Director at Olive Street Design uh, and Agency right outside of Chicago, Illinois. Dylan? Dylan Duffner, Director of Operations at the same agency, Olive Street Design. Um, I manage our day-to-day -day ongoings and keep everything moving. That's great. So you guys are you guys are right outside of uh, Chicago, yeah? Yep, yep. Just uh, just west of the city. Very cool. And yeah. uh, for for everyone here in in kind of joining us through the stream, uh, where where are you guys based? Where are you guys uh, joining us from today? I'm calling in from San Mateo. I live in the the Bay Area. Is there anywhere that that's out there? I see Anton's here from um, from Ukraine which is awesome to see that he's joining us in, in the chat. Uh, Doc, good to see you again. Glad to see uh, you're, you're here and kind of part of the conversation. What's up, Anton? Good, good to see you, man. Very good to see you, Anton. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I, I hope you have a cup of coffee in your hand as you're uh, as we're yeah. online here. Cool. We have some visitors from Scotland. Brandon's from, looks like Brandon from Kentucky here is joining us. Welcome, Brandon. Really excited to, to have you. Uh, Josh from, from the mountains of Colorado. Very cool. Hey, Josh. Nice. Ooh. Really excited to, to actually get into the content today, kind of comparing, you know, Duda to some of these other platforms. Nat and, and Dylan, you guys have, you know, a lot of experience kind of in, in the web design space, right? How, how long have you guys been been doing this? Um, Alice Street Design started in 2005, seriously in 2010. Got it. Um, I, worked for a, I worked for a private equity firm, getting companies out of bankruptcy, and then they had a, a book of uh, 46 companies that they own and they started putting me on boards there and that that's kind of how Olive Street started but 2010 was when it got very serious and then I, I think we just topped 2,000 due to sites Whoa. we'd have a party but no one's in the office <laughs> so, you, should, you should you should have the party at the due to office you know what that's what we'll do <laughs> there it is yes. that's great that's 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 awesome. Uh, cool, guys. So um, sh shall we? I think we should go and, and just jump on into our presentation today. Um, for everyone here you know, on the call, um, we'd love to take questions throughout kind of the presentation. Uh, the way this will work is, you know, Nat and Dylan have kind of uh, prepared some slides summarizing their experience of working with WordPress, working with Duda, kind of comparing the two going through their story. And then um, if you guys have questions, we would love to hear and love to interact with you guys as this goes on. So please, you know, ask those and we'll, uh, we'll definitely have time towards the end to answer, you know, any questions that you have for the Olive Street team or anything, uh, you know, on, on the Duda side about this. So I think with, with that being said, um, you know, Nat, if you want to kind of take this away and, and kind of get into your presentation, kind of covering, covering your experience here. Sure. Okay. Um, Felipe, do you that up there or, or there we go 
All right, great conundrum of website migration, WordPress, Wix, Duda. 2010, we had a lot of WordPress sites, and how, how do we go forward up? Nat, if you can go into the presentation mode. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, so here, here we are. Uh, this is a little bragging. Um, we've won a lot of awards. We're pretty proud of that. Not bragging, just pinch ourselves that we just so lucky to be where we're at and and actually not to pander to Duda. Duda's had a big piece of that and how we got there. Um, Olive and Ash, it's also Olive Street Design. Three offices, 42 states, 18 team members, and we actually just tipped 1,300 clients. So just a, a touch of background for those of you who don't know us, a lot of people on the call, I know we have come across your paths. Um, this is why we're here. How did it start? 2010, this is when I left the private equity firm and decided to start Olive Street Design full-time. Duda came out with this thing called mobile website technology, which was really cool. And I think at that point, we were charging like 10 bucks a month hosting and, and thinking we were really living large with that. And the mobile technology, I emailed Duda, um, got a hold of them, then talked to them, had a great conversation. They helped the agency out a lot. At the end of that first year, we had 150 mobile clients and I was charging $20 in additional for that. So that worked out really well. I was very happy with Duda and the mobile technology. I could make sites and I'm not a developer. 2014 happens, Duda One launches. Nat and his infinite wisdom ignores that for several years. I don't wanna do it. I still have a couple hundred WordPress sites and WordPress developers who think this is it's a toy, it's it's a joke, they didn't like it. And I couldn't see getting to the point of having to, to move over from WordPress, which is all we knew completely to do to one, as well as I thought it was a lot more money. So I was frightened by this development and my dev team hated it. 2016 comes around, due to one's not going away. And I actually, I called Duda in Palo Alto and said, can I come and visit you? And they said, you know what? Nobody's ever asked us. I guess so. Let's check. And they did. So my son Jimmy and I flew out to Palo Alto and met a bunch of the, the, the team there. And um, actually at that point, Itai was also there. And I actually asked if I could talk to him. And I kind of grilled him. Because I was going to take into my agency and really downplay WordPress. And I really wanted to know, dude, is for real? Is it financially viable? And all the guys in the other room were going, oh, my God, I can't believe he's asking him. But Itai said, you know what? It shows you're serious. And I respect that. So we took 25 due to one sites by July. And it went really well. Then in July of 2017, the year that we would never look back, why? This was, we're, we're happy with Duda. We had plenty of mobile sites that are starting to maybe not supporting the mobile anymore. And as every agency owner that's on this webinar know, 
our servers got hacked, malware got injected. It's like millions of sites in July of 2017 were hacked and went down. And our servers that we had at, at HostGator and GoDaddy and Bluehost, they all went down. Well, when that happens, I get 250 phone calls of really upset clients. And I said, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. I used to wake up every morning and just say, all right, is, is our, our websites up? And I would check at like 530 in the morning to make sure our websites weren't down to know that I wasn't going to get probably 100 angry calls from angry clients. So what we did is I pulled everyone together and I said, I don't care what your thinking is of Duda or not. We're taking 250 WordPress sites and we're migrating them all to Duda. It took us six weeks and we actually did 250 websites. I didn't ask my clients. Some were not happy, a handful. Most were happy because we made them a little better. But lo and behold, three months later, traffic and leads went up on all 250 clients, which is why I can, I don't get paid from Duda to do this. This is actually what happened to a real agency. And my clients were then ecstatic with Duda. So what just happened? Did the Duda engineers tell me the truth about the superior value of Duda? Did I just fire WordPress as the major software development tool? Who goes against WordPress? Well, me. And I've not looked back. And I, I've, I've had the pleasure of talking to probably 300 agencies now with Duda, for Duda, with they'll send people my way to talk to them. I don't lie. I don't exaggerate. I just tell what exactly what happened. And this is the story. And why did we do it? First of all, Duda is not for every website. WordPress is still good. It's good stuff. We have 1,300 of our own websites. 60 are still WordPress. So it's not we don't use it a lot and we only use it if we absolutely have to because we just don't. Why? We got it to the point that we're building for 70% less time. And I think due to Russ somewhere on, on Duda's um, resources, it says you can build it in half the time. We're at 70% left less. And I had Dylan convert, confirm that. Correct, Dylan? Yeah. In some cases, I mean, it's even faster than that. There's instances where it's, you know, we can have a site up in an hour. Which we've done. So what does that mean? We either make more revenue per site or more important for us, we can build more websites for almost any budget. Um, we can help SMBs compete with larger competitors. And we've had extraordinary growth for the, the last few years. And also don't have as many high paid developers that had attitudes to go along with that, um, that we, we hire now more designers who Dylan was a designer who did a website in Squarespace. So I called him and all of our developers now are really people that had built a website in a, a Wix, Weebly, Squarespace or Duda that I've hired. Um, and we're real happy with that. Um, Continuing on, greater customer satisfaction without a doubt. No servers maintenance. This is when I get back to when I said I thought Duda was more money. When I factored in the downtime, 
And the last time we had fixed a major outage, I spent $30,000 with my devs just to get us back to even. And then I still had 200 people mad at us. So the no server maintenance is a pretty big deal. And when I studied the numbers, it was almost a push. Um, easier to maintain an update. My son, Jimmy, handles website maintenance for 1,200 due to websites. And I actually, I think uh, the guys said they might do a case study on that one too, but that's amazing. Um, it's built for SEO. Um, I talked to their, their, their tech guys in Palo Alto and they told me, yeah, we work with Google to hit webmaster standards and I believe them. It's safer and more secure. The stats dashboard is how I can get someone to convert from uh, WordPress to do to once you show them that it's like you're not lying anymore you can see everything that's going on here and people love it what does that mean when i show them that, that also the the um, how they can manage a site themselves although they don't but they can i'm charging a lot more per month for duda because it offers a lot more and people are happy to pay it um duda versus wordpress pricing and strategy um Again, if we can get $5,000 for a site, we'll get $5,000 for a site if, if it's warranted. Um, but versus WordPress, we can do more for the same amount of money or offer more, offer a website for somebody. You know what? There's a lot of people there that have $800, $1,200. And please, can you put up three pages for me And while I'm getting started? We can do that to help people. And that it, it sounds corny, but it makes us feel pretty good. But the biggest reason for all agency owners for Duda, I can sleep at night knowing my websites will be up and running in the morning. And I, I kind of say that kiddingly, and I kind of don't. It, it's It's been complete peace of mind, and I love it. This is the Duda effect. 2005 to 2010, we had 250 websites, 2010 to 16, another hundred. The last four years, over a thousand, plus what we've built for other agencies and SaaS partners. We currently, we currently have a hundred WordPress sites. I think that's actually a little high. And we have 10 Wix sites, which we used to have 25, now we have 10. And I will let Dylan talk about what about Wix? So a while back, we had we had experimented with <clears throat> looking at Wix for um, expediency of building sites as an alternative if we needed some different options. Um, and Wix is a it's a full featured editor. I know they've they've updated some recently as well to add more flexibility. However, we ran into a couple of issues that, regardless of more functionality, weren't going to change. Um, you can see some of them noted there. I can dive into those. They were mainly the complexity we ran into. The added functionality added complexity to the development process. When you're running an agency and training developers to be able to output sites on that architecture, it's the lowest common denominator of how well can I train these people to put out these sites? And what we ended up finding was that it, the difficulty therein um, led us to a 200% longer build time for sites as compared to Duda. Um, a site that would have taken us three to five hours was taking us nine to 15 hours to build. Um, regardless of expertise on the matter, it was just more complex to establish. 
Um, that covers a couple of the first points. Um, they didn't have a stats dashboard, which I think Matt touched on earlier due to stats dashboard was a, a large selling point amongst our clients because they had the peace of mind and security to know that they'd be able to check in on how their site was performing. Um, with Wix, we couldn't offer that option without getting into uh, Google Analytics tie-ins that are far more complex for the average user to look at and discern workable information about how their site's performing. They end up needing an expert opinion at that point, and then we have to spend time meeting with them and discussing, you know, here's here's what all this means <laughs> because it's complicated. Um, and at the outset with Wix, we had, we had spoken with them directly and we had talked about, you know, some of our concerns, some of the things I had just noted. Um, and they had offered us direct lines of communication with certain folks at their company that would be able to tutor our teams and, and move things through and help us out with things as we learned. Um, and a couple months into the program, those people were no longer around. Um, and we didn't really have a new forwarding address for support of that nature. So we, we lost a lot of that communication shortly thereafter. Um, at that point, we we didn't have a lot of options to continue with that avenue, and we migrated back to Duda as it was far simpler for our needs. The, the big thing, and it's the last point I put on here, and this is one that I, I talked to them about it. Wix is more B two C, and those are the types of leads they got. I mean, they were they were just they were really really horrible. And I told them that I'm not talking, I'm not saying anything that I didn't say directly to them, but they don't have an agency plan. They don't have an agency program. You can build them. But everyone that I talked to said, well, I can just get it from Wix for 10 bucks a month. Why would I use you? And it's a mentality they have and they don't have an agency strategy and, and, and hats off to do to having four or five years ago, maybe Russ, I can't remember. To, to make that decision to go with agencies, that was a really gutsy move. But that to me cemented in who they cared about. And that's everybody that's on this, this webinar right now. They cared about us to protect our margins, to be able to get, to go and, and, and make money off of the software. Wix doesn't, did not allow it. And we gave it a, a good trial. Um, I don't know that some of these, I'm trying to read the questions as we're talking too. And, um, I, and I know Russ had mentioned this to me. You know, a lot of people wonder, is, is Duda good enough for my bigger clients? What if they don't want Duda? Well, I, I spend five minutes with most clients on WordPress. I show them the dashboard. I show them the editor and that they're kind of good. Then they're off of WordPress. People say they want WordPress. They really just want a content management system. And they call it just like Kleenex. You call tissues Kleenex. It's the same thing. Um, and there are some cases, but is Duda good enough for my bigger clients? These are people that I had to, to talk into to go with Duda, these people. We built a website for the University of Florida and the CDC. We built a website, a website with Pfizer and Moderna, Northwestern University, Notre Dame, um, a bunch of uh, county election counties that have to be secure and have crazy stuff you have to do with them. AARP is a client and Harvard's been a client for 15 years. So these are some of the people that 
I had to have that discussion. They pivoted and they're ecstatic that they did. So when I tell them that, and if you're, you know, you're, you know, Joe's small, medium-sized businesses outside of Chicago, it's good enough for these people. And they're like, okay, done, move on. So, and I just asked the question, if there's a tool for your agency to make more money, deliver better and safer websites, greater peace of mind, grow your client list, simplify your life, work less hours, would you hesitate? Let's do it at this. So that's, that's and I, I had COVID when I did this, so I was a little loopy when I did some of this. So I, if it <laughs> comes across that way, I'm sorry, but I had fun. That's great. That's great. Thanks, Nat. <clears throat> I want to um, just immediately right off the bat ask you ask you guys a question, and and maybe this is a little more on you know Dylan's side, but how when when you guys get questions from clients of hey I need this type of feature set or this type of capability in the website, how do you guys look at that and say, great, like dude is a perfect fit for that. Maybe it isn't, maybe it is. Do you guys have like patterns that you recognize or like areas that you kind of look at to, to try and fit that in? It's kind of the first question I have. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll field a lot of those questions week to week. Um, Typically, Duda addresses most of those concerns, whether it's through <clears throat> standard widget functionality, um, dynamic pages functionality, or various apps in there in the app market on Duda's editor. Um, and then we also have connections with partners within the Duda ecosphere um, for widget development. So, I mean, we've addressed many unique needs through widget development. Um, and, you know, it, it is true. Some clients come in and they say, I have a hundred dollars. I want to do the next Facebook and <laughs> we've all fielded those before. It's not going to work out. <laughs> but um, a lot of times with the, with the realists that come along, they say, oh yeah, I have a budget for this. We want to look into this, you know, let me know what the cost is going to be. We'll scope it out. We'll say, you know, we're looking at this feature set for this cost. This piece in particular is a significant portion of that cost. So if we didn't need to do that, yeah. You know we can cut that down and it, it's you just have to take it piece by piece and and discuss with a development team about how that widget would look flow and function and seek a solution in that regard and then confer with the client regarding the priorities of their needs yeah got it yeah it's, it's interesting you mentioned just kind of some of the, the things outside of duda right it's like you're not only are you kind of saying great you can find either a widget that's built by someone in the community or it's some other solution, some custom code that you just include within Duda to solve that problem directly. So if, even if something's missing, there are a lot of ways to just incorporate that in and kind of solve the, those pain points or questions that come in from clients, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I'm going to jump over to the next question from Jason here. He asked it a little bit earlier in the conversation. Um, and he was asking, how do you guys handle questions from prospects? Do I own my site? Or if I cancel the hosting, can I take my site with you? How, how do you guys handle those questions? That's, that's, I thought that was going to be a lot worse than it was. Because once you're on Duda, I mean, your site's on AWS servers through Duda. I mean, you're really not going to pack it up and leave. And I have, I have had 50 people ask me that question. And I just tell them, I said, if something happens and you, you don't care for us any longer, you can open up your own Duda account and we would transfer it to you. Yeah. It doesn't happen a lot. 
Um, but it, it's something that you feel awkward about and just say, listen, you got the best software. And when I'll tell them, I'm able to build this website for this price because of Duda. That's why we're sticking with Duda. If you want to go to WordPress and you want to spend double, I'll build it for you, but you're going to pay double. And then normally they just backtrack right back into Duda. Mm-hmm. Once they know they're, it, it's, it's a lot more money. One other thing I see here from uh, Tingle's graphic design and uh, Madison, Wisconsin, yeah. I, I did want to address this overall. My firm uses Squarespace. Um, we did a ton of research. We just weren't due to people. I, I put them through through so much to trying to, to 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 make sure everything was what they're telling us and it's the truth. And we've we've done Squarespace, we've done Wix, Weebly, we've done them all. Mm-hmm. And what I'm gonna tell you, and this is this is from what I see is the truth, they spend a ton of money on templates and marketing and not the software. And I tell my clients where Wix is running a Super Bowl ad, Duda took that money and put it into the software and made it bulletproof. And that is the God's honest truth because none of them have near the SEO value that Duda does. They're not as easy to do, but their marketing is really good. And I take my hat off to them. So that that's how I would answer that. And there's almost anything that we can do on Duda. We've done some sites that there's some crazy stuff that we're able to do with Duda. And I also like to, to back into that, that development question too a little bit and put props to some of these other Duda um, top agencies is we've used Shane at the Camel, Frank and Justin at DeVoble, Brian at WebAct. When we don't want to do, we can make widgets, but why? Because those guys are really good. And we kind of all formed a friendship together. Don't resent anybody. And we all do what's best for Duda and we, we share things together. So I think that's a hats off to the Duda community that for the bigger agencies all talk to each other, aren't jealous of each other and have a very good, great relationship. That's, that's great to hear. I, th- I think, I think that's, it's an important aspect, right? Uh, you know, like Duda, we, we bring in a lot of agencies to, to just collaborate and work with each other and learn from each other and grow with each other, right? There's plenty of businesses out there that need websites and yeah. there's there's a big gap just in, I think, in, in the skill set of like, we need to all, you know, solve problems and, you know, be, be like really professional with it. That's, it's interesting you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, I saw another, co- <clears throat> tell you keep reading questions. I keep reading a okay. few that I've seen here and some of them don't have devs on staff or, you know, we don't have people to maintain it and Dylan is in charge of this and, and I'm sorry Dylan about it but he's in charge of the t- about 200 active agencies that we have and we actually offer 25 bucks a month we'll handle the maintenance for your clients and there's about 50 agencies that that use us for that so there's a lot of people that said I'm a salesperson I can just sell 30 websites a year I don't want to touch the software there are solutions out there That's interesting. So, so it's like, you know, what, what you're saying, Nat, if I, if I understand you're saying, great, like you guys act as one, you guys are your own agency, right? You're bringing in your own customers, you're, you're finding them on your own. But you guys also kind of consult and do, you know, fulfillment or kind of backend services, you know, on behalf of a lot of the existing due to agencies, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. 
That's interesting. Do you guys, and this is a, this is a question for me, do, do you guys ever get requests to do actual migrations off of WordPress and move it to, you know, Duda or move a site off of Squarespace or Wix and move it to Duda? Do, do you guys get those requests often? Dylan? We do. Um, which which direction did you say, Russ? Sorry. Any direction to Duda. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Typically, we don't see a lot of difficulty in that. Um, yeah. This kind of curtails into the previous question, but we'll we'll inspect the site to see if there's any functionality that we wouldn't be able to address directly. Yeah. Um, for the most part, architecture and layout is not an issue. We can match most things that come along from those types of sites and and build them out in Duda very rapidly. Um, and then we pursue additional functionality avenues if we need to. Um, but for the most part, as far as migrations go, it's a very smooth system. It's straightforward. We can pull things in and rapidly develop out architecture that will match what they're coming from yeah. um, or improve upon designs if they are if they were limited or hamstrung previously by the platform they were on. Yeah, got it. And it, as, as part of your guys' fulfillment work, do you guys see this kind of question come in like a little more frequently, like, or is that, is that still kind of part of the services you guys offer? No, we see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's one of those interesting challenges of, you know, kind of running and scaling, you know, your agency of like, you have existing sites, maybe it's on WordPress or some other tool. And like, should you try and move over and like centralize everything within Duda? Should you try and manage, you know, multiple different platforms and run those? How, how do you guys think about that, right? Like uh, from a, an operational perspective, as you guys try and scale, like obviously everything new is always on Duda, but you always have those legacy customers that are sitting there. Like, do you contemplate just moving them over to, to we, not with the pain? I'm curious. That's a great question. And I convert 19 out of every 20 to Duda. Yeah. So people contact us, can you do some SEO for our site? Can you do social media marketing for us? We, we need a, a new logo design because we do all that stuff. But when they want us to touch their website and their website is on a WordPress or Wix and it's just not going to convert, I'll build it for the lowest amount that I can to convert. I say, listen, you're not going to get what you want with what you have. And, and, and normally that's the case. Very few times it's not. And then we'll stick with what's there. But if I have to build a 15-page website for $500 to convert it over, I'll do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And we get people asking that a lot. I want to migrate my site. Well, it's not really migration. We're just going to rebuild your site and make it, make it nicer. Yeah. D Dylan, I, I see you smiling there. It seems like you're, you're holding back on something. Oh, I'm always smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I work on Duda. I don't have anything to frown about. Cool. Um, cool. The next question I want to get to is it's from it's from Rick. He's asking, you know, my time is lopsided in graphic design and support with less time for new builds. How do you build and scale your support? Do you support all sites or is your customer updating and you know creating sites on their own? How do you guys kind of manage that process? Nobody handles their own. So out of 1,300 live sites, Dylan, five people manage your site? Six? It's, it's probably in the two digits, but definitely not three. All right. Um, so 
and it comes it really comes down to if a client is tech savvy if they're not tech savvy usually the kind of things that they'll be updating are and this goes for most clients in general it, it's they're going to be updating text and images it's a very straightforward process on data you click on what you want to change you select what you want to change it to or type in what you want to change it to um the that's going to cover most of your clients needs and i wouldn't say we have very many that go past that they just don't see the need for it um i would say Ned, in that regard we probably have maybe 15 or 20 that have a a data integration that they have access to it's a, a table similar to a google sheet and they'll update a couple pieces of information in there now and then to update some dynamic pages um but again very straightforward stuff for them it, it, you know it's scaling that support we have over a thousand that we're supporting and we have one guy that does it and it's not full-time and when you know we change something and do it it's it's a minute or two whereas wordpress it would have been an hour or two so we really don't have it it, it hasn't been an issue and we thought we'd have to hire more support people for the support ticket and we get 30 to 40 a day and my son jimmy does it in three hours a day for all of those tickets and then people think we're amazing that we 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 do the edits within a several hours, not several weeks or several days. But that's what Duda allows us to do. Once you know it, you can, it's pretty quick. Yeah, yep. Cool, the next question I'm gonna ask is from uh, Alexis here. Um, he's asking, can I consider Duda for a web page that wants to have income with, with Google Ads? Do you guys have any clients that you support this way? Like a little more like, you know, full traffic, blogging type sites or publishing type sites Dylan, yeah at we, the moment i think we have a couple of those um i don't know that they're using google ads for it though i know i did an investigative thing at one point um it it works fine you won't see any issues there um i believe that they're using a couple different channels for for ad placement and revenue generation on the those types of sites the, the just the specific ones that we have yeah i got it we, we I, I think you know we, we definitely see this you know um with some of our websites where our customers are embedding google ads there's you know no problems doing that type of thing it really just depends on you know the the business and the use case of you know why why you'd want to be doing that right you know our, our, the platform itself can absolutely support that uh, it's pretty pretty straightforward so yeah um great the, the next question um is from jason here um he's asking how do you guys offer uh, monthly hosting slash maintenance packages um J jason is just saying this is the number one thing i need to figure out before leaving wordpress so like how do you price and package what do you guys charge for how do you do you do unlimited updates do you do one update how do you how do you guys kind of handle those those uh ongoing charges that's kind of a secret isn't it that's giving away everything here. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, the, the good news is, is or the bad news, we made every mistake there was. The good news is we have a formula now that works. We have, we have three levels that, that we charge for hosting. And I tell people right off the bat, when I, when I preview Duda's software, when I show them the stats dashboard, and when I, I show them the editor, 
I said, there's a cost for this. And, it, and I tell them it's about 20 bucks a month. It's not, but I, if they went online, they would see 20 bucks a month. And just say, that's worth it. If you got one client over a year, no matter what the business is, one client would pay for that for the year. So I said, just get that out of your head right now. You can, yeah, you can go to GoDaddy, you can go to HostGator, you can get a server for five or six bucks a month. You're getting garbage. And if that's what you want to invest in your business, you're probably looking for another type of agency because you're not really serious about investing in yourself. There's certain things, you buy a nice car, you put good oil and good gas in it. Okay, that's what Duda is. And that's what I tell them that. So we offer $59 a month and 95% of people have no problem with 59 a month. What do you get? You get the Duda dashboard, you get the software, you get an SSL certificate, and we'll do some minor edits each month for that. We go up, we step up to $89 and we offer eight hours of edits a year for that. And that one's a gold mine because they really don't use it. I mean, out of the ones that offer it, 10% use the eight hours. They just don't. But a lot of companies are bigger and they just like for 30 bucks a month, if we have an issue, we want to know it's handled. We don't care what that cost is. And then we step up to a 129 and we offer Vesita or we, we package in one or two of the other due to apps with it. So it's 59, 89, 129 of 89 is really the sweet spot. If somebody really has a problem with it, I'll go to 39 or 49 and just say, listen, we'll evaluate this in a year. Let's look at your leads. And if they happen, would you be open to that? And they say, yes, of course. And, and it's the most awkward conversation that, that you can have with a client. It, it's hard. But you, that's what I said due to, due to shows value. You, you have to preview that. And you have to have success stories that you can talk about that due to really works. And I can do that because they're real. They're the truth. And people feel it and know it. And they spend the 59 to 89. That's great. Thanks for being so detailed, Matt. That's, uh, that's really, really, really cool to hear how you guys have kind of packaged that up and have different kind of bundles and different amounts that you kind of quantify and qualify for. Um, the next question I wanted to get into um, is from me. I'm curious how you guys kind of talk to customers about um, any of the legal side of running websites, right? Um, whether it's privacy or accessibility, or um, maybe it's like, you know, you know, cookie management or, or any of these type of things. Do, do you guys, one, do you get those questions? And two, if you do, how do you, how do you talk about that? We've actually sent something through PandaDoc to every one of our clients saying if they if they denied putting privacy policies on their website that they're signing it and giving us a release from that. Um, and the uh, ADA accessibility is becoming more and more of a thing. And we mentioned those two items to everybody and just say, if you're not going to do it and spend that money, you're going to tell us you're not going to do it. So when something happens to you, if something does, God willing, it doesn't, you're at fault and not us because we told you about this. So privacy policy, everybody should have. It's a, it's a due to app. It's worth it. It's not a lot of money. It's the cheapest money you're going to spend in a year to protect yourself. ADA compliance isn't a lot either. 
and there's way more lawsuits every year, but it's still not a lot. It's not, there's no, there's no volume, but I'll tell my clients that, but if you're a restaurant, if you're, if you're, you're high visibility, you should do it because that's who people are. They're, they're string suing people. They're just suing all kinds of people trying to get whatever settlements they can. So two years ago, 88, nobody asked about, nobody cared about. Now it's probably at 15%. And privacy is probably at 40%. Interesting. Those are the two items we bring up to everybody and just say, if you're not going to do it, initial this right here on our proposal because you denied it. Got it. So you're, 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 one, you're trying to cover yourself as part of that to say, hey, like, we've talked to you about this. You know that you're taking on this responsibility by not having a privacy policy that covers what data you're collecting and, you know, using what services might get access to yep. this data, right? Uh, all, yep. all that type of stuff. And, and then, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, finish. Yeah, go ahead. Now. No, Olympia, every, comp every website needs ADA compliance. It's not just certain ones. Anybody can be sued. They're not all being sued, but it's a good idea for everyone to be ADA compliant. Anybody can sue you that comes on your website if they can't read it. It's one of those, yeah, it's it's one of those like really frustrating points right now in in, in like uh, in the web spaces. It's it's really convoluted of like, do you need a, do you need to be ADA? Do you not? It's uh, like like not saying it's it's you know it is one of those things that you should cover and you like should be should be out there and there's a lot of people just kind of going after small businesses who don't know and don't know how to solve this and are like filing lawsuits there it's um, it's kind of a kind of a pain yeah yeah <clears throat> great um, one one other question I you know I, you had, you touched on it a little bit during during the conversation Nat but I wanted to dig in during sorry during your presentation but I wanted to dig in a little bit more on it um, is when you switched over from WordPress to Duda did you change your pricing at all did, like or did you kind of keep that the same and just say hey we can either do more things for you or we can um, you know, move quicker and get this live. Maybe you're making more margin on it. How did you think about that? You know, when you when you switched over, you know, or did you? Yeah, we we did. Yeah. And the strategy was, I, I have to say though, overall, most of our Duder sites are a little bit lower than WordPress sites. Sure. I just passed the savings on because, and this is important to know, and and not every agency thinks this way. We do. It's about the monthly. You can, how many websites do each of you have to sell in a year? 30, 40? I mean, it like crushes your soul to sell 30 to 40 websites. You make 500 a site, 1,000 a site, whatever it is. But if you don't have the annuity after that, you're really missing out on, on this business and, and where, where the money is made, as well as supporting all of your clients because they need the support. So we to answer your question, we, we lowered prices overall. Um, if someone comes in and I would have charged them $3,500 and they say I have 6,000 to spend, I tell them it's $3,500. Because what I've seen in being around a long time, someone else will call that person and make you look foolish. And I never want that to happen. Nobody's ever come back to me and said, boy, you charge too much for this. I charge what I should charge. And if I have to get a great deal, Duda allows me to do that. 
That's great. That's that's. I appreciate the the answer. That's uh, it's it's really really interesting. Um, just kind of think thinking that through. Great. So um, I'm going to jump on to the next question here. Um, it's from from Cornelia. It's kind of a little little more directed at Duda, but you know, Matt and, and Dylan, I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this too. Um, Cornelia is saying, unfortunately, um, people who want to use Duda or Wix over here in Germany or you know anywhere in the EU. Um, it's illegal to do so because that server is hosted in Europe. Um, do you guys, I, I'll, I'll kind of extract out um, this question. Do you guys support customers outside of the US or outside of, you know, um, you yes. know, North America, let's say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And do, do you have any of these concerns about, you know, like where the hosting of the website is and kind of what's, what's going on with them? No, we haven't. Although didn't I hear today Duda is, has servers in Europe. Yeah, so so we we announced that we um, we put some like what we call it like caching servers in Europe. So to speed up the live websites um, that are loaded for for visitors that come to the site from Europe, we have a server that's closer there to speed that up. The data is still hosted in in the U.S. for okay. those sites, but it's just kind of like a way to uh, serve sites faster uh, to to visitors who are close to Europe. Yeah. yeah, we 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 deal with people all over. The mainland and, and UK, and yeah. it, it's never come up. And I, I saw it in the, these list of questions that keep coming up, and I saw that, and it was kind of blowing yeah. it up with some answers to it as well. So we we don't legally know the answer to that, and it hasn't been an issue till I've seen this today. Yeah, and I'll chime in if this is in regards to GDPR compliance. I can state that Duda uh, is fully GDPR compliant. Um, we've We've had that concern a few times and addressed it. Yeah, I think this is beyond it. There, maybe I don't know yeah, the legality of, of German law. I, <laughs> I, I, can, I, can, I can jump in a little bit here. There, there's been some some recent court rulings that have kind of struck down what's called privacy shield. In the past, there was a privacy shield agreement between the U.S. and EU that made it so we could host websites outside. A court struck down privacy shield. Um, not too long ago. And so there's, it's kind of this up in the air status of can, you know, data be hosted in the US that has information on EU citizens. And this is something that Duda we're, we're looking into and we're kind of paying attention to, but it's still a very fluid situation of does it 100% have to be hosted there? Can we do it in the US? Hopefully, like the authorities in both the U.S. and the EU, kind of come to a solution here and allow it to happen. But we're, you know, we're we're kind of monitoring to make sure that we can, you know, follow through on that. Yeah, it's kind of a one of those kind of confusing topics right now that's kind of rapidly changing. So yeah, cool. The next question um, uh, from Brandon. Brandon's asking. Is most of your support through phone, chat, or, or email? What, what channels do you guys support your customers? And I, I'll add on to this question: um, How do you guys do, like you know, outreach to your customers? How proactive are you? What type of programs do you put in place to follow up later, and maybe you know, look look for upsell opportunities or collaborate with them more to help them more? Good, good questions. Um, <laughs> support. We 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 try to drive it to emails. And people call in, and once they call in, we say, please, we tell them they still have to email because we need a record of it. 
So then they stop calling. We, we can't, you, you can't take all those calls. And then they just go on and on and on. So just say, really, we'll, we'll get this to our, our maintenance, to our support department. But we really have to have a record of this. So please send this as detailed as you can in an email. So email is pretty much our biggest, biggest, biggest clients can call us and sometimes do, but then we'll still tell them, send an email because we do keep a record of everything. Uh -huh. um, and then the second thing you asked, I have no idea what you asked anymore. I, I was asking kind of the, the second half of that of, do you guys have any like proactive outreach oh. for existing customers? Okay. Maybe it's a monthly check-in or a quarterly check-in or how do you guys kind of, you know, continue to show value to your customers? We, we sell a website and normally we've sold a website and a hosting package. And then I, this is just me personally and I do the sales here yep. and I stop. When we're ready to launch, I'll mention a couple other things. I'll mention ADA compliance, privacy policy and chat. And then once it's launched, the next week we follow up and say, do you need, then I'll send them, I have a, I put a, a sales deck together of all of the, the outside due to apps and I'll send it to them. But what I've found that works better is every time you come out with an app that we get behind fully, like when privacy policy came out, yep. we sold 250 of them. I'll use it, usually it's like quarterly I'll come up with one program and go back to who I think our best clients is that would add those. And mm -hmm. I found that instead of showing them everything is quarterly, I'll come up with something. And right now it's, it's chat. So that's, that's what we're looking. We'll sell a couple hundred stop. We'll see what's next, what Duda has, what Russ has in his pipeline. Um, and then take a look at that and really go, one at a time because we don't want to overwhelm clients and they can get overwhelmed. And then they start to feel like you're just trying to sell them stuff. I really look at service type businesses. They should all have chat. Yep. And I tell them that and I'll try a couple customers. I'll see that it works. And I'll say, Hey, X, Y, Z, HVAC outside of Chicago had it. And the, you know, they had 12 chats done in the first 10 days. You should do this. And that's, we, we kind of granularly sell them that way. Got it. That's, that's, that's really cool that like you, you, you're basically saying know your customers and offer relevant solutions to them. Right. Um, you know, you don't need to go down every single rabbit hole and have every single thing. It's right. hey like you want to get more traffic. Let's look at some ad solutions. Let's look, you know, let's, yeah. let's go down these other, other paths. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been giving me a nice flow of great things to continue to, to go back out and resell. And that's one if you can get your 59 or 89 and do 20 here, 30 here, and someone's at 150 to 200, you don't need a lot of those that all of a sudden you're making some, some money. Some recurring money, right? Some recurring yeah. money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Darren here was saying, um, I just want to quickly state that it's a pleasure working with Nat and his group. My question is, when do you have time to sleep, Nat? Um, 2024. Oh, Darren. Thank you, <laughs> Darren. He just wants me to answer his three emails since I've been on the phone with you. 
<laughs> I'm going to sleep in 2024. I'm, I'm slotting that. We work, we work a lot here. Yeah. Not ashamed of it. We love it. One, one question for me, and I'd love to just hear your thoughts on this. Do, do you guys support e-commerce clients? Yes. How, how do you support them? Like, you know, is, how's the, the kind of the setup and pricing different than your standard customers, right? It's, it seems like a lot more to get set up with e-commerce. So how do you, how do you guys go about that? It, it is a lot more. Um, we'll usually work collaboratively with the client. We'll grant them access and do training on the e-commerce platform out of the gate. Yeah. Um, and realistically, you, you can't shoulder that yourself as an agency. You have to work with the client on that because you're not going to know their inventory and their catalog as closely as they do. Um, it, it becomes a collaborative effort. You provide the knowledge of Duda as a tool and they'll provide the knowledge of their inventory and and systems. Um, and it helps on the agency end to have a bit of a working knowledge of, you know, what are the processes of setting up Stripe or Square? Th those are fairly simple and straightforward. Um, what are the what are the things that the client will need to know about shipping? A lot of times, if they're just getting into e-commerce, they don't know things about, you know, which carrier they're going to use, how they're going to be billed for that. Um, oftentimes, uh, a fantastic way to step into that is to talk with, you know, for them to talk with UPS or, or whoever they want to use, find out what their average costs are going to be and build that into the cost of their products and then just say free shipping. Um, it's honestly the, the easiest upsell on an e-commerce site at, for them to their clients. Um, and it will reduce a lot of the complexity of auto calculation and having every product weighed and, and uh, that sort of thing. Um, those would be, I think, the the key points if you want to get started with e-commerce in a in a lightweight way that's not going to right. cripple your mind as you take on yeah. learning an inventory of a thousand products that you've never seen before. And and that's that's an important point Dylan just brought up too. Is is it's a lightweight version? Is is if you've got a client and we have a, a manufacturing client and they're looking to do millions of dollars online. They have a warehouse. They need ship station set up. Some of them are, are very advanced. Duda and Equid isn't isn't the right call initially. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's a good starter to intermediate step in because Shopify is its own thing, and WooCommerce is its. It's you need to be committed, and you need to know what you're doing, and you need to sell a lot of stuff. And that that's a case where a Shopify WooCommerce that that's the play. We get a lot of people, Sweet Baby, Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. It's the biggest in the country. He's our client. But his nephew sells his own sauces, and he'll sell like 4,000 bottles a year. It's perfect for him. He doesn't want all that other bloat or something that a big client needs. And then it works out well for them. We have, it's like a starter to, to intermediate e-commerce platform that, that's, that's getting more robust each year. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have the integrations that that a Shopify would have that you can't modify the template at all, but you get all this other stuff. And some people need, they need a label maker. They need a chip station, etc. Yep. So. Interesting. Cool. Uh, the next question, um, it's kind of going back to the app conversation. Brandon was asking, um, 
how do you go, how do you handle apps that get added? Do you add uh, that portion to the customer's bill, or do you consider that being included as part of the you know standard fee? Apps are all they're all a la carte. So all, all like an add-on, right? So you're saying, cool, I'm going with you know Termageddon, and I'm going to charge my customer an extra 150 a year or whatever. Correct. Yeah, and I, I know Valentin had also asked something about the subscription model monthly. Yeah, we auto charge it every 30 days on a credit card. We couldn't we couldn't invoice everybody. We just tell people, give us a credit card, the first or tenth of each month. We're going to hit you for this, and so the the, the monthly the hosting. And then if it's Visita or whatever the other apps are, ADA compliance, user way, then we add that on and just so you know, you're 59 plus 19 plus 30. Here's your new monthly. Right. And, and how do you how do you think about adding like a margin on, on top of that? Right. Because oh, we do. Yeah. Like the app is, you know, going to charge 30 a year or 20 a month or, or whatever. Uh, for for service do you kind of make that up as you go do you we make it up what do you do we go on their own websites and make sure to see if they're they have prices on them or not yeah so we don't want to look stupid um i know user i think is 19 bucks a month we charge 30. yep um that that's just one i know i did yesterday so i know that one if something's 20 we'll go to 20 or 25 maybe uh 30 or 35. we don't double but we try to at least get a, a third, a 30% margin on it. Got it. Got it. So um, we're, we're almost out of time here. We're, we're kind of running down on it. Um, the, the question I'll, I'll point to, you know, Nat or, or Dylan, um, and maybe both of you guys can answer this, is if, you know, if there, there was one takeaway from your guys' presentation or our conversation today that, you know, the audience should keep in mind and, and know, um, what, what would that be, right? What what would you want them to kind of take away and, and learn from, from this conversation? You've got to train your clients off of WordPress because it's better for that. It's better for you and it's better for them. And it takes, it takes an elevator pitch, but it's not hard to do. And long-term you're with who you should be, who is going somewhere. You just you just can't listen to your client talk about WordPress. It it takes a little work, but in the end, it's worth it. Dylan, and I, to piggyback on what you said, Nat, I think there's something you told me a long time ago. As as the agency, we are the expert. We know what they're going to need. And off of what you had said, a lot of times they just don't need WordPress. Are are you? Cool. That's uh, that's that's really great, guys. Really, really appreciate you both coming on today and uh, joining us for this conversation um, and, and being part of this. Um, really appreciate everyone else for, for joining. You know, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so. Uh, we also have some upcoming webinars listed on our resource center. If you guys want to go take a look at that, Duda, we're going to follow up with um, some you know follow up you know email to anyone who registered for this, so you guys get some some information about kind of what didn't Matt and, and Dylan do, and we'll send out the presentation here and also other resources for, for migrating, you know, off of other platforms into do that as well. So thank you very much. And uh, Dylan and Matt, thank you. Thank you again. This has been a really, really informative and a really great conversation today. Thank you for having us. Thanks cool. for the opportunity. Thanks guys. Have a good one.
Bye-bye.